Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today we have Mohammed. Mohammed is the founder of XP. Welcome to the couch, Mohammed. Uh, welcome. Thank you, Donna, for having me. Yes. On Startup Couches, what we do is we bring amazing people who are building amazing products out in the market to tell us about the products they're building, tell us the journey that has led to these products and how it's impacting our communities. Right, so dive right into the questions. What is XPay and how does it all work? Um, so um, XPay, we have a dream to become a lifestyle bank for the youth. Um, and, and that's basically providing services gearing to uh, uh, kids as young as eight, um, all the way to young adults uh, around the age of 20, 25. Because we believe that this is a very important segment in the market, and they are largely excluded from the banking services. Yeah. Um, and our approach in in that market is through uh, providing financial services to the community. So basically, um, schools, universities, and clubs. Uh, this is the short-term uh, targets, and once we are uh, enough. Uh, traction into these uh, segments uh, we're gonna be moving very soon to the um, direct uh, financial services to our end customers which are the youth in this case um, through a mobile app that would allow them to do a lot of their banking services um, online okay okay that makes sense i think that's actually really really um innovative going after um a segment of the population that is usually underserved or totally unbanked. Exactly, exactly. So I'm very curious. How did this start? What's the founding story like? Actually, it's a it's it's a bit of a funny story. Um, so I, I'm a single father. I have a I have a daughter. Her name is Layla. Okay. Um, uh, Layla now is 14 years old, um, but it started. Um, Quite a while ago, actually, the idea uh, back in 2014. I did not mm. move on that idea until 2018. Um, but but, uh, but the, the whole story happened after a discussion about ice cream and the importance of ice cream for her to grow because of the main content of being milk. Um, yeah. and that was her argument to actually um, ask for more ice creams, basically. Um, okay. It's a, a really good argument. I mean, it's not as articulate as I'm putting it now. She was six years old at the time. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I agreed, okay, you're going to get an extra ice cream um, because of the good argument. Um, but you're going to pay for it from your own uh, money. She used, I used to give her a, a little bit of a stipend um, every week. Um, so funny thing, she said, I don't have the money with me. Uh, and instead of going, instead of, uh, uh, sorry, um, instead of, hello, can you hear me? Lona? Yeah, hello, I can hear you. Yeah, hold on a second. I, I just keep getting this phone call and uh, it, it's disrupting the, uh, the connection. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so uh, so instead of she asked us that if instead of going actually home to get the money, um, we would uh, I should get her one of these cards that I use to pay. 
Um, at, at that point, I realized that my six years old daughter have just asked me for a credit card, um, and 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 that that's going to be put me in a in a, in a very big uh, trouble when she's 21, because what's she going to ask them if if she's asking for a credit card when she's uh, six? Um, and and that actually pushed me to uh, try to figure out to figure out. Uh, to figure out um, if there are services for uh, the youth available worldwide. 2014, there wasn't that many, um, but I decided to wait until 2018 um, because the, the need of a, a very strong regulatory framework. And um, my understanding was the regulatory framework is being implemented um, and built um, as we speak. Yeah. So that's how it started. I see. That's actually a very, very impressive um, founding story. Seeing the very, very link being personal from your own daughter um, all the way to making sure that this is now something that other parents can, you know, be able to do for their kids. I think that's really, really um, impactful. So, so far since 2018 till date, what would you say... Um, what would you explain as growth? What does growth mean to you? Um, how would you say you have grown XP so far? Um, well, I, I mean, people talking growth generally are, talk, generally are talking just numbers. Um, so we've been doing um, the numbers well. So we've grew. We went live with our system end of 2019. Um, and um, since then, we've uh, experienced exponential growth. So we went from one client, one community um, in 20, end of 2019 to over 62 communities at the moment. Um, yes. It was aggregated total reach of about 1.5 million user um, and active is around 15,000 at the moment. Um, yeah. We've done that without any marketing or any campaigns. It's actually completely organic growth. Um, and and oh, wow. I'm using accounts uh, account based uh, basically building materials for the accounts to uh, service their needs um, but I also like to talk about gross in terms of technology and in terms of um, uh, the team so we've grown from uh, two people uh, we grow we've grown from two people to um, uh, to currently we are about uh, 15 people. Um, in the team, uh, covering oh. different, uh, you know, business sectors, um, including technical, of course. Um, our system has become uh, a lot more stable and a lot more scalable. Uh, we're able to handle whatever is thrown at us at the moment without any uh, downtime or any problems. Um, we've also moved um, along with a number of auditing uh, processes, PCI certifications, and the like. Um, and this is very, very important for us to, um, you know, to get our process going. Um, and, and so this is part of the growth that uh, I like also to look at. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think this is impressive growth so far. Um, in 2019, you raised $300,000. Um, how has that been? What, what, what did that capital injection help um, 
to do did it help to make sure that you you, you executed your vision faster what, what what did you deploy that capital into um mainly the the capital was deployed um to expand the team um okay. so basically there was a big focus on the on the product itself um and building our uh, tech stack um, okay and then we have uh, also uh, that helped us to uh, get our uh, licensing and other requirement regulatory requirement in place um and and that is uh, part of what the funds have been deployed for we've recently uh, recently means last months we raised another 225,000 we didn't uh, announce um, okay because i mean it's it's a small amount and um, it's just sort of a bridge uh, until we uh, jump to the next milestone okay okay that makes sense and so um when you when you mention bridge i'm 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 expecting or i'm assuming that the next round of funding you're going to raise is going to be a series round right yes um and so do you have plans for that soon um when is that going to be well we we are looking to start that round in the next um you know four to six months okay um we're waiting for a number of uh, uh milestones that we plan to achieve uh once these milestones are in play they are already in play but once we are closer uh, to actually uh achieving them we will uh move immediately to start our round um and 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 one of one of them is actually issuing our own uh prepaid card okay um, which is in play and hopefully will be out um, sometime in the next two months um so we have all the paperwork done for it which is uh awaiting some uh regulatory approvals once this is in play um our our expay credit card will be out prepaid card will be out okay okay that's actually um super amazing news um i don't know if um you'll be willing to be put in touch with some vcs in the us that you know sponsor this podcast um sure we would we would love to build the relation with them um i'm sure you're very familiar um funding is not is not a, a hit and run um, yeah it's a long process and you need to yeah. build the trust and to build the relation And, and we always are are eager to build this relation with um, ecosystem players uh, globally. So okay. of course we would love to. Okay, okay, okay. I would I'll, I'll get back to you very soon. Um and so going back into questions, what would you say are your two major challenges that you face today? Uh recruitment, finding the right talent that actually uh, is able to be retained. for a while to to have a good impact. I think this is one of our biggest challenges that we always uh, find. Uh now yeah. with the global situation, uh, we we're practically competing at a global level. Um so talent has been approached uh, by everywhere around the world. Yeah. Which which is making it very difficult for us once we find somebody talented and good um and we we have them and then they get offers that are either even better yeah multiples of what we are paying and we pay quite well for the Egyptian market um, but you know you cannot compete with with, with companies that are much better funded um, yeah. so so that is one 
one big challenge um, that we face. Um, the second uh, challenge for me um, is the speed of learning. Um, so, so we've been trying. I've been trying hard um, that we become a learning organization. And so basically to learn, adapt, um, and move fast. Um, that, that requires a lot of work from, from me personally with the team. Um, some of the concepts are very new to them. Um, and, so, yeah. and so breaking through uh, to them with these concepts uh, is, is, is critical. Um, and uh, that, that takes a lot of time for me. Um, and, and I think mm. this is one of the biggest challenges I have. I know it's something that I have to do. I cannot delegate that to anyone. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, this this is the challenge. Wow. Um. That's actually really really interesting. I think um the talent problem, the talent pipeline problem is actually a huge one, um globally, but especially in Africa, um because a lot of startups, a lot of innovative solutions are coming up, and it feels like talent that is available. Is not quite matching yet, um, but yeah, definitely. And also, I like the second problem or the second challenge which you are facing, which is um, speed of learning. I like that um, the culture you are building at XP is a culture of um, learning, making sure that people are comfortable making mistakes and learning from it and things like that. I think that's an amazing culture to build. I think it might take a while to you know get all of that into place hence the challenges you're facing right now but i think that it is going to pay off like in the long run and that's and that's where you're looking at which is what i like i hope so yeah um my very final question for you is what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far building xp i think this is an amazing product and i I just want to know um what would you like to share with other people um, about this product, what you have learned in your journey? Um, that, that, that's not an easy question. Um, there's a lot of really big lessons <laughs> that I have seen over the past two years, um, but also over the past 20 years, because I mean, this XP is not my first company. I've, I've had multiple companies before. Um, yeah. Some of them failed, some of them succeeded, um, some of them just fizzled away. Um, so, so it's a continuous learning process, uh, but every time you you believe or you think um, that you have a, a good um, strategy um, to to build a company, I'm not talking here about building a business. I'm talking about building a company. Um, yeah. That includes um, you know agreements. It includes uh, human resource management and talent management and yeah. across for everyone. Um, every time you you think you have a good strategy there, um, something comes up, and and, and it's it's a very hard lesson to learn. Um, so sometimes you trust the wrong people. Sometimes you, um, uh, you know, you put too much emphasis on one side um, of the talent, and then you you find out that that side is not really what you need. Um, I, I I think the biggest lesson is we need to keep learning. Um, we need to keep learning all the way through, uh, whether on building companies or, you know, building uh, partnerships or building products or whatever it is that we're building. It's it's a, it's a continuous learning process, um, and 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 trying to figure that out 
not as silos, but actually more of a system. Um, so systems thinking is, is, is really important. I, I was introduced to that about a couple of years ago, um, and, and it's a game changer. So systems thinking is, is very, very important. Um, I think I think that is the biggest lesson I've learned. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, I think this has been an amazing conversation. I like that um, continuous learning is such a big lesson that you've learned through your journey um and for someone that is experienced in building products upon products um this is actually really really um strong lesson strong takeaway for anyone listening um i'd like to say at this juncture thank you so much mohammed for coming on the couch this has been an interesting conversation that i've been really really honored to have with you thank you so much for having us the honor is all ours yeah and for everyone listening you already know that every single week we bring you amazing people that are building great products in markets um so if you are in the mina region make sure to use xp for your kids for your employees make sure um, to plug into xp because um, it provides a lot of solutions it literally brings in your kids into the financial services space or your employees into the financial services space and for everyone else make sure you subscribe make sure you share this episode with your friends and until next time see ya thank you